Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Blind Living Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Harley Thomas, joined in studio with... Cindy Aliotto. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Harley. How are you today? I'm doing just great. Well, you know, we're having a little fun here. And just so our audience knows, we are in the HP studio today, recording, well, live for us, podcasted for you guys. And Cindy has been on the show previously. Cindy is legally blind. I am totally blind. Totally blind. Not even legally blind. <laughs> I'm not totally even legally. blind. I'm totally. Cindy Cult says it the way it is. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. I know you're probably a much more, I'm going to use the term lovey dovey person. <laughs> because what happened last week? Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yes. Yeah. And did you get anything nice? I bet you probably did. Oh, I get flowers. Flowers? I I've, love roses. I haven't bought flowers in years. Is well, that bad? No, but it would be nice. I did get all three of my daughters something, though. The daughters and not the wife? What's wrong with that? <laughs> They're the ones that are going to take care of me when I get old. Uh, I oh, mean, Harley. Isn't that the way it works, Cindy? Harley, Harley, Harley. Are we going to talk after the show off I the air? I think so. I think that's we okay. <laughs> we, we must. We must have a conversation. You know, I suppose I should have gotten her like a massage certificate or a box of chocolates or both. That would have been a great idea. Would There's always makeup idea? Valentine's Day. Well, there is, but I do know a massage is always a big hit. Yes, it is. And that's a great segue. Is that a segue? That's a segue. Into, well, you know, <laughs> we were talking, you and I were talking last week about who would be a great guest. And we were talking about, what about a, a blind masseuse or a masseur? Yes, massage therapy. A massage therapy. Yes. And... There are blind people in the in the world that, that do this, right? Yes, it's a very common occupation for blind people. And why why is that? Because the customer that they're doing feels very comfortable with somebody blind because they don't see all your flaws. Oh, yes. interesting. Yes. Well, I don't know who you're talking to. You're talking to me in flaws? Come on now. <laughs> I can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. You know what? We are going to be talking to a gentleman, Neil Taylor, who is in Vermont. And we should give a little background, Cindy. Yes. He had a brain tumor and went into surgery and woke up and ended up being totally blind and was not aware that was one of the side effects. And right before he went into the surgery, days before he had a massage, and when he woke up and realized he was blind, he realized that would probably be a good profession to go into. He used to be a teacher. Cool. And he said he couldn't watch the kids anymore, so he, he decided to go into being a massage therapist. Well, let's get him on yes. the phone and see what he has to say. Hello, this is Neil Taylor of the Blind Masseur. Hi, Neil. This is Harley Thomas with Blind Living Radio with Cindy Aliotto. How are Hi, you? Hi, Neil. Hello. What a treat to be on your show. Well, thank you. We're glad to have you on the show, Neil. We were just talking a little bit about some of your history, and we're very excited to learn why you chose massage therapy as a profession. Yeah, well, I'm really proud of my name, the Blind Masseur. 
I mean, I looked that up on the internet to see if it was available, and it was available, and I was so glad for that. The reason I am I'm on the blind masseur is that eight years ago, I was a teacher in, in uh, Putney, Vermont. I taught at a school for learning disabled boys, kids with ADD, ADHD, dyslexia, or mild autism, like Asperger's. And I was a math teacher, I was a PE teacher, and I was a dorm parent. So I basically had 45 surrogate sons. Wow. Um, and wow. so mid-year, I started having some really strange symptoms. In my afternoon classes, I started to get tunnel vision in my left eye. And it would only last for about four seconds, and then my sight would totally um, restore itself. And me being the way I was at the time, I just swept it under the rug. I said, I'll get more sleep tonight. I'll be fine tomorrow. That's probably what a lot but, of people do, right? When they, right. they have some yeah, sort I mean, of I health issue. I don't want to go to the doctor. Especially since I was just a young guy. I was 28 years old. So you were 28 years old when this, this started onset. Okay. And luckily, my girlfriend at the time was a nurse at one of the local hospitals. And when I told her my symptoms, my television, she said, Neil, that does not sound right. I really think you should go in and get your get, get an MRI. And I, I was a little bit resistant, but I took her professional opinion, and I went to my local doctor, and I told him uh, my symptoms. He said, that's probably a good idea. So I went in and got an MRI. And when I came back, I found that I had an enormous tumor in my head. And it was like, it was roughly the size of a large orange. And it had displaced my brain. In other words, it pushed my brain all the way to my right hemisphere. So it was taking up like half of my cranium. And they figured it had been growing for about five years. Were you scared when you learned all this, Neil? You know what? It was... It was like a bad dream. It was completely surreal. To look at an image of your own head is weird enough. But then as they scrolled down and down and down, because the MRI kind of takes pictures of your head in different slices. And when it got down to where the tumor was the largest, it was just like, it was sickening. It looked like a huge knot. So like a burly knot that was all growing in in and around itself. And um, uh, me and my girlfriend couldn't believe it. And I don't think the doctors could believe it either. They couldn't believe that I could walk or talk with a tumor that big. And then you underwent surgery, if I understand so, correctly, So, yeah. Right? So I, when I went to Dartmouth-Hitchcock, I got instantly permitted in, and I never left the hospital. I never got to go back to my apartment. I never got to see my students again. I went right into surgery. So three days after I got into Dartmouth-Hitchcock, I went straight into brain surgery. Now, the day before my brain surgery, my aunt paid for me to have a professional massage. And I had never had a professional massage before. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. So when I was lying in my hospital bed, there was a knock on my door. And 
Surprise. I beautiful Brazilian massage therapist who's going to give me a deep, sensual massage. Wow. So I, I mean, said, I, don't, I don't know who wouldn't want that one. <laughs> I know, right? So I said, come in. And it turned out to be this short, kind of overweight, really hairy guy. I, I knew you <laughs> were going to say a hairy guy. Said, I knew you it. order a massage? <laughs> and I said... I guess so. I guess so. So he brought in a portable massage table and all the sheets. He made it up quickly and set it up in my room and told me to get on the table. And it totally transcended anything I'd ever thought about massage. Not only did it feel like he had healing hands, but we also connected on a personal level. We talked a lot. And I told him about, you know, how scared I was to have this surgery. And um, he was just very receptive and just very, very caring soul. So when I woke up from my surgery, I was completely blind. So I had to learn. I had to basically learn to relive my life as a sightless person. And, and that sight loss happened immediately overnight. Like, Cindy, your sight loss happened over what period oh, of time? Over 48 years. Over 48 yeah, years. I, had your sight. Yeah, I slowly right. lost mine, yeah. And losing it immediately would be much and he was more. Not so I had gone from 2020 right. vision to waking up in the hospital. I woke up in the hospital, and I didn't know if it was day or night. I woke up, I, op- I, I opened my eyes, and it made no difference. So I went to rub my eyes with my hands, but my hands were tied down to the bed. Oh, And not only that, my hands were zipped up into pillowcases. So I thought I'd gone totally insane. But it turns out that even under heavy sedation, I kept on trying to remove the oxygen tube that was in my throat, and Uh. then I would start to choke. Sure. Yeah. So, Neil, I think what we really want to do is, at this point, Cindy and I want to ask you a bunch of questions about massage and kind of how you got into it. Yeah. And you gave us a little background. And then we want to talk about where you went to school. But before we do that, we need to take a real quick break because we have to thank our sponsors a little bit for helping us out. So just hang on the line, and we'll be right back with you. I'm Harley Thomas with Blind Living Radio. We are on the phone with Neil. Taylor, the blind masseur, and I'm in the studio with Cindy Alioto. And Cindy, we'll be right back after these messages. You betcha. Blind Living Radio will be right back after these messages. Are you blind or visually impaired? Are you seeking a job? Well, Industries for the Blind is dedicated to hiring people just like you. Just go to IBMILW.com slash careers and find out how you can become part of our wonderful team of blind and visually impaired professionals. That's IBMILW.com slash careers. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio from Industries for the Blind, providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. I'm your host, Harley Thomas, in studio with... Cindy Alioto. Cindy, hello. Welcome back. Thank you. We have Mr. Neil Taylor, the blind masseur, on the phone. Hi, Neil. 
Hello, I know this is just a radio show, but I brush my teeth and comb my eyebrows into submission because I'm so pleasured to be here. <laughs> we are very glad to have you with You must listen to a few of our other podcasts if you've got that I kind of sense of humor. I am very impressed. You know, and you talked about the guy with the hairy back before, and, you know, I was going to braid my back hair just for this show today. <laughs> that would be a delight. I would love to give you a massage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you could be massaging the back, and you have braided hair on the back. Have you ever had I've that? Come across, I've come across stranger. I've come across stranger things. Believe it or not. All right, good. So that's not strange, Cindy. Well, <laughs> it's kind of funny, isn't it? It's funny. Yes. So, Neil, one of the questions Cindy and I were talking during the break is, where did you study uh, massage therapy? Well, I actually studied massage therapy generally pretty locally. I live in Vermont, and I found a program in Rutland called the Pyramid Holistic Massage Therapy Program, and that is where I studied massage. It took me about two years to graduate and become a certified massage therapist. And were there challenges with your recent vision loss to learn Oh, no, totally. I mean, like... One of the coolest textbooks that they had was on anatomy, and it was a coloring book. So, in other words, they'd give you a, a muscle, like a sternal corneal mastoid, and you'd, and you'd have to color it. So, obviously, that did no good for me being blind. So, how'd you handle that? I actually handled it because they gave me special attention. Um, we started anatomy one-on-one, me and the founder of the, of the school. So I was able actually to learn anatomy using the computer, using um, Wikipedia and other elements uh, that helped me learn anatomy. So probably additional hands-on? Is that what you're saying? A little additional hands-on studying? I did everything short of using a cadaver. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Because part of massage therapy school is practicing, right? And practicing on... Oh, totally. A huge part part of, of massage and just... Getting used to um, giving massages, getting used to um, putting your hands on the human body and um, getting a routine going. Because you have to have routine, Cindy. I guess so, yes. I mean, my routine yeah, is... Yeah, your, routine, your routine is routine. totally based on, on your patient or your client. So if I have an hour-long massage, I usually like to get a specific location of the body where the client would like me to pay attention to. Pressure For example, points? if they had um, sore shoulders or, you know, soreness of the scapula or whether it be pain in their legs, like their thighs or their calves. Yeah, because you need to understand why they came to you in the first place. Exactly, exactly. And some people, some people come for just a general massage where they want, like, their whole body taken care of. In other words, maybe they just came for a massage to relax. And that's a little different kind of massage. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I have a question. When they're doing the relaxing massaging, do they you use aromatherapy like candles? Um, I do. I I generally have incense going um, Mm. before the massage. That's not directly in the massage room because, in general, I don't like to have really strong scents. Or, for example, my lotion is not strongly scented at all. It's actually hypoallergenic and doesn't have a scent because I want to be a massage therapist that can work on a large range of, of uh, 
clients. So I don't want to have somebody who's a, maybe allergic to a certain sense or things okay. like that. Neil, as a as a service provider, how is how do you have to treat your business differently since you are blind than maybe a sighted massage therapist? Oh, okay. Well, well, I actually have the pleasure of a living where I give my massages. So in other words, downstairs from where I'm speaking to you right now is my massage studio. So the client comes so, to you. Right. So what I have to do, luckily, it's situated right near the front door. So when my clients walk in the front door, it's basically a straight shoot right into the studio. They don't have to walk through any of my living space. So That's that great. makes it really convenient for, for both me and the clients. And I try to keep my massage room, like, totally immaculate. And I and I have helped my girlfriend with that. You know, being blind, you can clean to a certain level, but you can't see, you know, any a random spot on the wall or on the floor where you might have missed something. You're making Cindy kind of smile right now. She knows exactly what you're I do, talking I do. about. I do. Can't see the cobwebs yeah. up in the corner. No, yeah, they're up in the right, corner, right, right. Cindy. Who, and then who my cares? massage room also has its own bathroom. So I I really try to make sure that the bathroom is totally um, kosher. Very good. If you know what I mean. Cindy, you know what really strikes me about this is Neil was at a point in his life where he could have just given up, right? For sure. He, I, I'm just, I'm, I admire him so much for his determination. I mean, he woke up and you didn't know you were going to be blind. I mean, I you, you weren't no prepared. Idea. Yeah, you were not prepared for this like I was, you know, no. and, and you've just come so far. And I'm just I'm I, I'm I'm in awe. You could have just laid down. But, Neil, what what made you go on and do what you did and go to school and learn a new profession? You know what? When I was diagnosed, they looked at the tumor and thought that I was a dead man. And. When I woke up and I was blind, I had, I had to, I had to resign. There was a, there was a small chance that in the next three months after I woke up from my operations, that my vision would restore itself. So I put all my eggs in that tenuous basket, and after that three months went by, I had to totally except the fact that I was going to be blind for life. So I had to make a decision. I couldn't go back to the job that I loved because literally, and this isn't so in all cases, but literally the kids that I worked with needed an eye kept on them all day long. So I had to come up with something to do with my life. I was so happy to be alive despite being blind. I was just so happy that I survived this hideous operation that I I had to make a decision. And I remembered when the man came into my room and gave me a massage, he told me, I can close my eyes and give you a massage. It doesn't make any difference. It's totally tactile. Massage has very little to do with seeing and more to do with feeling. Sure. And I remembered him saying that. And that's what really gave me motivation to keep on going. I wanted to become a massage therapist. You embraced and your so, blindness, yes. Second chance on life, very good. A second chan chance on life is really A cool. second chance on life because I've always been very physical. 
when I went to college, I played Division One lacrosse. I was in downhill mountain biking. I took the year off after college to work at Alta um, in Utah as a lowly ski lifty, just really? because I'd be able to work. I'd be able to work four hours a day and ski four hours a day. I love Alta. And the best powder in the world. And so massage is totally um, physical. For example, when I first started getting massages, I couldn't imagine giving somebody a massage for an hour. An hour-long massage seemed like an eternity. I remember back when my girlfriend asked me for a massage. I'd give her like a two-minute massage, and I'd be like, is that good? Is that good? Neil, you know what? We're running a little short on time here. I want to give people your web address, so if they want to learn more about Neil Taylor and the things that you've done, and I think you've got some things about your history on there. Yeah, I do. I I have a great website, and I just feel so lucky to have gotten the um, address theblindmasseur.com. Theblindmasseur.com. And 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 take note, it's not masseuse. That's actually uh, the female version of a massage therapist. Cindy's so I face is lighting new. up. I learned something new. So you are the masseur. <laughs> That's great, Neil. You're an inspiration, yeah. Neil. Everybody, Thank we're you. talking. If I had a nickel for every time someone told me I was an inspiration, I would go on vacation. For Neil? Months. You should go on vacation, and I want to thank you for being with us on Blind Living Radio today. Everybody, we've been talking with Neil Taylor, the Blind Monsieur, and theblindmonsieur.com. I'm Harley Thomas in studio with... Cindy Alioto. And we will see you next time. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to and supporting Blind Living Radio. You can support Industries for the Blind by ordering any of our products from blind-made.com. That's blind-made.com. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP Ink and Toner Cartridges, precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. This is Neil Taylor, the Blind Masseur, and you are listening to Blind Living Radio. 